You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. spoke with Brandon Bailey, cybersecurity expert with the Aerospace Corporation. We discussed the Space Attack Research and Tactic Analysis, or SPARTA, matrix. SPARTA is a brand new cybersecurity framework modeled after MITRE ATT&CK. Brandon led in the creation of the SPARTA matrix to map out and categorize the tactics, techniques, and procedures that could potentially be used by threat actors to specifically target spacecraft and space systems. Here's my full interview with Brandon Bailey. Brandon, so I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us today. And um, could you introduce yourself to our audience and, and give us a little bit about your background? Yeah, not a problem. Glad to be here. So go back to the beginning. I, I graduated WVU, West Virginia University, in electrical engineering in 2005, which is way longer, a long time ago. And I uh, moved on to do some work in the intelligence community for a few years. And then 2009 is when I joined NASA as a contractor. So that's where a lot of the space knowledge came from. So from 2009 to 2013, I really focused on developing digital twins and space simulation and doing testing and, and independent verification and validation of, of space systems. Um, in 2013, I joined civil service. I was a government employee for five years. So from 2013 to 2018, I was um civil servant and worked in cybersecurity for, for NASA. So I traveled all over the United States to all the kind of critical areas of NASA's where they launch rockets and control satellites and doing security research, pen testing, vulnerability analysis of ground infrastructure. Wow, that must have been fun. <laughs> yeah, that was one of fun getting going to, you know, the Deep Space Network, mission control for the International Space Station in Houston, you know, launch control at Kennedy where they're launching Artemis soon. So we got to see a lot of cool things and do a lot of cool cyber research. And then in 2019, after a short stint as the chief technology officer of a small business, I joined Aerospace in 2019. I've been working on spacecraft cyber research, which has led us to the launch of the, the Sparta framework, the space attack research and tactic analysis. So that's, that's how we got here. It was a you know long road to, of a bunch of different avenues to learn a lot of things. And then it's spent that time aggregating that information in a, in a, in a framework like Sparta is, is kind of where we've been. And, and I didn't do it. I didn't do it alone. I, I had a lot of good colleagues who helped me along the way and even helped with the Sparta development. So it's a, it's a team effort for sure. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great framework and, and we'll, we'll dive into, let's introduce it to our, our listeners. So tell us a little bit about its genesis, how it was created. Yeah. So really it comes down to there's a gap we felt like there's been a gap in the way people understand the way threat actors could potentially attack a, a spacecraft. So in my work over the past 
eight years or more talking to various entities about the way current actors could essentially attack a spacecraft. No one really knows the how. Like, how would they do it? Some people don't believe that it's possible. And so we figured out, okay, there's there's an inherent communication gap here where people aren't understanding how tactics, techniques, and procedures could be implemented for a space system from a cyber perspective. So we looked at kind of what industry standard has been as it relates to communicating tactics, techniques, and procedures. So MITRE put out a great framework, the MITRE Tech framework in 2013, and it's it's been it's been improved vastly over this nine-year span. If you go back and look at what was first published in 2013 to today, it's quite quite different. So basically, we had this kind of nexus of, well, we have we have a communication gap where people aren't really understanding how, t- how the TTPs line up to space systems. And we have a good framework, a reference framework to, to leverage. And MITRE had, had open-sourced their uh, website code. They open-sourced basically anything and everything about attack. So we said, well, okay, let's uh, back in May of this year. So, you know, six, seven, eight months ago, we decided, hey, let's, let's build a framework that mirrors the industry standard. Like it's already out there for TTPs, but for space and, and, and that type of thing. So that's what we did. And, and then you get into, all right, now we want to build a framework that looks like the industry standard side. Let's, what are the contents? So that's where the years in the making comes in comes into play so the content what you put in the, the in the, uh, the tactics techniques and procedures is where that's where it's been years in the making so aerospace our our subdivision the cybersecurity advanced platform subdivision within aerospace we've been publishing data basically since 2019 in the in the open side uh, in the unclassified internet around cybersecurity space systems so typically what we've seen is there's been a lot of information about cybersecurity behind kind of closed doors and not really talked about for space. And with the, with kind of with what ODNI, the Director of National Intelligence and NASIC had put out papers in 2018 timeframe that really opened up Pandora's box on like what to, you know, security of space and, and cyber plays a role in that. So we, we wrote a, we wrote a position paper from the Center for Strategic Policy and Strategy, or, or CSPS, and we put that out in 2019 called Defending a Space Spacecraft in the Cyber Domain. And then we followed up with several other papers and blogs and articles talking about the problem. And so we aggregated all that data together and put it in the Sparta framework, make something a little more usable. Because typically what we've done is publish PDF documents that you know can't get updated regularly, can't be responsive to new threats and new TTPs. And that type of thing. So we wanted to make something that kind of could live, be a living and breathing capability that we can update over time. And that's basically the how we got to where we are was years of research into just space and cyber and, and defensive mechanisms and, and getting it into a, a digestible format, which we leverage what we consider the industry best standard with what was set forth by the attack framework back in 2013. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and and you mentioned years of work, and and, and in that time, things have I, the landscape seems to have changed, or at least awareness seems to have changed. When things were sort of more theoretical, maybe when you began this project, and now they've become a lot more real. Is that sort of aligning with what you've seen, or or, or do you feel like this is just sort of catching up to where things have always been? I think there's so we don't have this in, in the in the IT traditional IT world. We definitely have this large database of just past intrusions and past cyber events, right? We have just this huge database and the attack framework actually documents a lot of that stuff and references. And stuff. So we have just tons of data. 
we don't have a huge database of those things on the space side. So we're kind of in this middle ground area where some things are theoretical, what's the art of the possible? And then some things are, hey, this has been proven by threat actors or now, or this has been proven in a lab environment and like the Hackaside event at DEF CON, or this has been proven through some sort of cyber experimentation that we're aware of in our circles. So it, it's kind of a, a mix of, you know, we've, we've got evidence of these things happening in the wild or we've proven it in a lab environment. And then there's a little bit of like, well, we feel like this is possible based on our research. It just hasn't been proven necessarily yet, but it's a large percentage of what's in Sparta is, is, has been proven in labs or in experiments, but not necessarily in the wild by threat actors yet. And that's kind of where, and so what we're trying to really get ahead of is getting that information out there of things that we think are possible or know are possible and what are the defensive. So that's the big, I think, uh, benefit of the, the Sparta stuff is more in the countermeasures and the defenses that we've placed in there. It's, it's not, hey, here's a problem. This is how someone could potentially attack you. It's here. Yes, that's true. But here are the, the ways to defend against it. And that's where we put a lot of the research and work into, uh, into the defensive side. That makes sense to be proactive on that case. I mean, certainly there's been a lot more attention paid to this, to different threat actors and, and escalating threats. So it's, it's good to get ahead of that. Um, and you mentioned uh, sort of the, the reception to the framework. Could you talk a little bit about how it has been received since in the time that you've been developing it and now that it's, it's uh, come out to the world? Yeah. So back in May, when we first started talking about this, you know, I, I think did our due diligence of reaching out to stakeholders in the community to see, is this, we see it as a need and a gap, but is that true? Right. So we, we talked to isolated circles, you know, we talked to, uh, you know, professors at John Hopkins, like Dr. Greg Falco. We talked to some individuals within the MITRE corporation that we have contacts with. We talked to people in space force, NASA and, and, and others. And we said, is this really a need uh, and a gap? And do you agree with us? And then it kind of come down to yes. So that was kind of the, oh, let's do this. So then it was, you know, off to do do the work. And then uh, we released it in October. And since October, you know, we've gotten nothing but really overwhelming, great feedback of, you know, from, we've gotten feedback from defensive cyber operators who operate, you know, DCO operations on the ground infrastructure for space, you know, saying, Hey, this, this really helps us understand TTPs on the, the space side. We've had you know, professors at universities talk about it. We even had one professor at Indiana University who added it immediately, as soon as he saw it, he immediately added it to the curriculum for their certification program for space systems that they're building. So it's just been overwhelming success from a, a feedback perspective because it, you know, it's just hasn't been brought together like that. And that, what I say in a lot of the briefings and presentations that I, uh, that I talk about is cyber and space systems traditionally is really being considered this black box. It's the, it's the, it's the boogeyman that can get you as it relates to affecting your mission in a space context. And it's not really decomposed into uh, the nuts and bolts like we typically manage cyber for space, for IT systems. Um, so. This is just, it really helps with that, decompose that problem into something tangible. It helps people understand in kind of layman's terms as much as possible how these can affect you and, and, and that front. So it's just, you know, from industry, you know, we've had people from you know, big contract vendors. I don't want to mention any names specifically, but you know, your big, what do you consider your big box stores in the space realm? You know, the big, the big vendors that are out there, even the commercial side of, of the, the new space contractors and commercial entities have provided some, you know, feedback and, and excited to use it. We've been getting 
even we've even had in the first three weeks, we've had additional TTP submissions from from customers or users. So people, you know, starting to really get into it and say, hey, did you think about this? What about adding that? That type of thing. So overwhelming success. And we've even had some international collaboration with the European Space Agency provided some feedback too. So it's going international. So that's that's exciting. That's excellent. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask to you what is the marker of how successful this is and if it's taking off, but it sounds like it's already sort of hit that for you. So, what are your hopes for how how this develops down the road? How maybe it'll it'll hit a next point of maturity? I want to see I definitely want to see more input from from industry on uh, and feedback. So, I want to get more feedback from a lot of the the vendors and I what to me what marks Ultimate success is is that contribution list, the contributor list. You can continues to grow at a steady pace. Is is my mark of really success, which means people are using it, people are contributing to it, they find it beneficial because no one's going to really waste their time to you send an email or make a phone call to submit a TTP or submit some sort of uh, correction or whatever if this they're not actively using it because they're not going to waste their time. So, to me, the the continued growing of the contribution list. And ultimately, I think the next marker of success in my mind is the Space ISAC Watch Center is going to go live IOC in the next year. And you know, there's indications that they're going to leverage Sparta for their threat intelligence and reporting and tracking of TTPs for space systems, which will be a, which will be a huge win for, for the framework and really solidify it, at least in the commercial sector, which is one of the big focus areas and, and drivers of it in the first place was, you know, people who live in the space world in the government side, they're aware of a lot of this stuff, but these, these new space people that are building systems that they may not have never lived in that environment, right? So they, they may not have awareness of the types of attacks and how cyber vulnerable technology can be for space systems and, and the threats. So getting, getting that adoption from the space ISAC perspective and, and, and just adoption in the commercial sector, I think is really what I, what I want to see and will make this thing ultimately successful. And then the government, you know, obviously there are customers, you know, we see every indication is that new space is commercial. That's where the, the you know, trillion dollar, whatever the valuation is of space technology, it's, it's commercial. So that's where I see really having, could have a big impact is getting this in the, getting the feedback in hands of the commercial sector and, and getting their adoption. So yeah, Brandon, if you could just give us a little information on what the Sp- Space ISAC means, uh, just in case we need the, the more information on that for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. So the, the Space ISAC is, it, it's you know, just, it's the ISACs are generated based on kind of the need of the in- industry and it's the information sharing and analysis center and this the space as the specific. So there's ISACs all over the country as it relates to the financial sector and other critical sectors that are out there. And the space ISAC is focused specifically on space. And it has a tilt towards, you know, towards the commercial sector because that's what they're meant for. It's not really a, necessarily a government resource per se. It's really meant for the commercial sector. And it's, it's really geared towards sharing information, sharing of best practices, sharing of just information and intelligence. So what they're going to be doing, and you can go to their website. It's like s-isac.org is their website. And it's a membership-based organization where people kind of get together and collaborate and share best practices information. And they're going to have what's called a watch center that's going to be deployed there where they're going to have kind of intelligence feeds and, and things coming in from their partner organizations. 
And they're going to basically kind of, it's not really a SOC feature, like a security operations center, but it's kind of like that, where they're going to have analysts who are analyzing intelligence feeds from all sorts of sources and then distributing information to the community as, as kind of needed. So they have an intelligent sharing platform that they can distribute. Hey, you know, like when the, like when the Viasat thing was going down in Ukraine, they were distributing, you know, real time data via email. Now, if the watch center would have been operationalized at that point, they would have had more, like more communication and things that going out to the community and the community at large. So it's just a, it's a really, you know, kind of large organization headquarters out of Colorado Springs where they're really uh, pushing sharing of information for space systems and, and a real big focus on cyber is, is what they have. So I'm excited for them to go IOC this year. Now they have a great point to start with. I mean, if not start with, but or build out a more robust program uh, with Sparta. So yeah, that's that's it's interesting that you mentioned that with the, with the new space because uh, that's sort of been the the feedback that I've gotten from many as well is that many of these smaller companies or the new companies that are spinning up are either not aware or they didn't think this was as big a deal that they need to pay attention to. So or they don't know where to start. So it sounds like now with Sparta in hand, it's, they've got something that they can use. So that'll hopefully really help propel people forward and have a good place to go for them. So that's great. Brandon, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me about this. Is there anything else about Sparta that maybe I missed that you, you want to make sure to mention to our listeners? Yeah. Crowdsourcing is you know, what we're going for. And so if you're using it or or have feedback or or whatever, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, the bad feedback is just as welcome as the good feedback. So we'd love to hear from anyone and everyone who's using it. And if there's some feature that you would like to be added, for instance, that we've you know, we've had people say, hey, we want this machine digestible. Can you make a sticks uh, you know, version of this so that machines can consume it? That was already on our roadmap anyway, but we kind of accelerated that portion because we had, you know, demand signal for it. So that's, you know, we're kind of agile from that perspective. So don't hesitate to reach out and, and request, you know, TTP additions, feature requests, whatever, and we'll put it in the, the queue. It's all about making something available and usable for the community, the space cyber community, because I think it's a, it's a gap that, that needed filled and we're going to continue to, to fill it. So That's excellent. And Brandon, thank you so much for sharing about this. And I look forward to speaking with you in the future about how Sparta continues to develop and, and be used in the industry. Yeah, thank you for your time. Looking forward to continued collaboration. If you'd like to take a look at the new Sparta matrix or contribute or provide feedback, you can go to sparta.aerospace.org. For The Cyberwire, I'm Maria Varmazas. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here your host over at T-Minus Space Daily, and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us.
Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber.